Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Hi everyone, it's nice to share another episode with you of the Boat Princess podcast. In this episode, I talk to Bill Barrow from Princess Yachts International in Plymouth itself in the UK. I had an amazing trip over to the UK to meet all these incredible people involved in the boat building over there. He's the international sales manager of Princess Yachts, although I think as we speak now, he may have retired. So we were very lucky to catch him before he left. Although Bill is such a part of Princess, I don't think he'll totally leave. I think he'll still be very much involved in that business, which is great. Um, At the end of this, I will also give you some tips on going to boat show because next week is Sydney boat show. It's so exciting. So um, have a listen to those at the end. Um, They're good advice to make sure that your visit to the boat show is the best it can possibly be. So enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am very excited to be with an absolute legend of our industry here today because he's been at Princess Yachts for a very long time. Bill Barrow, welcome. You're making me feel very, very old saying that. You know what? Um, I believe you're retiring very soon and, and I'm looking at you thinking, well, I don't look much different to Bill, so... <laughs> Oh, you look very different. Very, very different. <laughs> so uh, so tell me, Bill, most of us that are in the boating industry have had something in our childhood that has given us a love for boating. Can you tell me about your childhood and where your boating world started? I think so. I think I can remember that. <laughs> um, no, I'm, uh, I was very lucky. Um, you know, my mother was... Uh, a very keen sailor, uh, and she taught me to sail probably from about six years on. And um, yeah, I built my my own boat at around about eight, not very successfully, but as have always loved boats. Boating has been in me from from the year dot. Um, originally, always sailed but sailboats, uh, and went on from having a love of sailboats to going to university, studying in in, uh, marine studies, um, and then going into the industry uh, in in many different forms, whether it be production boat building, uh, whether it be the service industry. I've seen a lot of different things in my life in in marine, uh, and it's been fantastic. 
Ah, so the two things I really loved picking up on there was one that it was a woman that uh, told you to sail, taught you how to sail, um, and two that you started building boats at the tender age of eight. So you've been in in this game even longer than we thought. Yeah, not very successfully at eight, I must say though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I've always I've always had boats, always owned boats. Um, I built a race boat when I was eighteen uh, at university. Um, 21 foot race boat lots and lots of different things um, as I say it's, it's been a real passion uh, I had my own business as a, as a service yard when I was 25 26 and that was my first real introduction to what was then marine projects um, started selling moody moody sailboats oh did you and, oh they're um, beautiful and it and it, it really developed from there yeah yeah because moody are based where well, they're not anymore. <gasps> are um, they not? Uh, oh, they, that's sad. They are built under license. But yeah. They are built by Hansa. The brand is owned by the Hansa Group now. Ah, okay, gotcha. Um, but uh, in Princess days, or like, if you like, Marine Projects days, yeah. um, we used to build powerboats and sailboats. Uh, and we built in our history about 7,500 sailboats. Is that right? I did not know that. Yeah, a huge number yeah. um, across, the, uh, across the Moody brand and a brand called Sigma. Um, Moody was in partnership with uh, the Moody Brothers, uh, based at Swanwick. Sigma was wholly owned by by Marine Projects, um, and I started uh, by by selling Moody in about 1981 in, in my own business. So I was a dealer for Marine Projects up yep. until two, no, not 2000, 1998. Okay. Uh, I joined. Uh, what was Marine Projects then to become Princess in 1998 to basically to sell sell a sailboat product. Right. Okay. And so when did you actually come to Princess Plymouth? Uh, 1998. 1998 <gasps> I was here. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, been out in and out of the business for what, 20, well, I've been in the business for 24 years. Yeah. Um, but I've been walking in and out of Newport Street I was trying to work it out the other day, but something like 38 years of my life have, have been spent in and out of this factory in very many different guises. So, yeah, a great, a great time. Wow. So I get the sense that uh, people that work for Princess work for a here for a while. Uh, that usually dictates a fairly strong culture. Um, what do you think it, it is about Princess Yachts, the culture here, that people love working here? That's a quite hard hard one to answer, really. But it does. It, it it's got a very strong ethos behind it. I mean, we're sat in an office now, and across the water, there's a little tiny shed, if you like. Two guys built one boat in 1965, uh, and it's gone from that to where we are today. Three thousand three hundred people in seven different plants around around Princess. It's a huge, huge success. It's a world brand. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's gone from little tiny cottage industry to being something very big, very special, and right at the top of its game. You know, our design, our finish, our product, it's absolutely fantastic uh, and has a huge world following. Um, in terms of people staying within the business, uh, a lot of them, like me, are, are aging now, and obviously there's a whole new new breed coming through, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's people do realise we build a great product. I think there's a 
great camaraderie between people that work um, on the shop floor here. Uh, we have our challenging times. Obviously, COVID has been very challenging for us in in recent years. Um, but I'd like to think that we always look after people. We always look after staff, and um, you know, we do our our very best to maintain people uh, and grow their skill level, grow their grow their their love for the brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, very many people have been here a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So there's a sense of history and pride absolutely. that you can absolutely call upon to absolutely. to keep people here and and absolutely. yeah, because yeah. you you're I think you're one of the biggest employers in the UK, aren't you? Um, in in the West Country, we're one of the biggest employers in manufacturing. Yeah, um, we're not as big as the dockyard here, but three thousand three hundred people. We're we're in the top ten of, of manufacturing industry in the in the southwest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are we are big in the local community. Yes. Um, but you say sense of history. You know the the West Country has got a real history of boat building. You know whether it be timber fishing boats going back, you know fifty, sixty, hundred years. You know today we're milled, building modern state of the art GRP motor yachts. Um, you'll see those as we walk around the factories later on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So. Obviously, your love of boats brought you into this industry, but let's just go back a little bit to, I guess we always like to explain people the pathways of getting into this industry. That's mm. part of our yeah, sure. um, uh, purpose of this yeah. of this podcast, if you yeah. like. So which qualifications did you do? What did you aim for to get here? Well, in my day, uh, and, and you say uh, it's quite a long time ago now, um, but in my day, there were very few marine courses. Now there are loads of them. There are apprenticeships. There are marine courses at all sorts of universities, all sorts of different things. Um, but when I I wanted to get into this industry in the in the early seventies, in the UK there were two courses in Southampton. One was yacht and boat uh, yacht and boat design, and one was yacht and boatyard management. All sound a bit obscure. Um, but I did go on boatyard management, and there were 15 of us from all over the world. Um, wow. Probably a third of them were from other, not from the UK. Um, I did that for three years. Um, yeah. Went to work in various manufacturing businesses uh, in the summer holidays. Uh, bit of boat delivering, bit of sailing, bit of doing the stuff that I love. Yeah. And that was really the start. That gave me the, the if you like, the, f- the foothold or the, the, the start of getting into this industry. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was a great start, uh, going through production boat building, going through my own service yard, and then eventually ending up in, in, uh, in marine projects, which obviously is now princess yachts limited. Yeah. Fantastic. And so for those who want to get into it now, I know we're going to be talking about to Alison and another podcast about your fantastic apprenticeship program. Um, but do you think um, people have to have a boating background or can they just come into this because they're interested in it? No, I think I think anybody can come into this. You don't have to have a boating background. I think a little bit depends on what part of the um, – the industry you go into, you know, obviously if you're involved in in sales or in anything that is customer facing, a boating background is fantastic because you need to know what you're talking about. Sure. Um, you need to have an understanding of how a boat will react. And 
just how it's put together and the detail of it. You need a rounded, a rounded, balanced view of the whole manufacturing process. Yeah. But if you're coming into manufacturing, you can come into it from anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, an engineer that is a marine engineer could be engineering on automotive. He could be doing all sorts of different things. But uh, no, you can you can really you don't need the passion just for boats. It is a manufacturing industry. Um, and I think maybe maybe that's something that's changed over the years is, uh, you know, if you go back to my early days, it was much more artisan, whereas today it's much more manufacturing process. Yeah. Interesting. So what do you think has changed? I mean, you've been a long time here at Princess now. What do you think has changed over those years? Is there anything in particular that really stands out to you that's changed? I think... I think the company has grown terrifically over the years. Um, it's grown from a, a cottage industry, if you like, into um, an international company. And those two run in very different ways. Um, and the change is for, is for the good. Um, so we're much more process-driven now, as you have to be in the size of business, you know, being a world brand. Um, we're, much more, uh, we're much more driven down a big business route yeah. um, than we are we are the cottage industry. Yeah. Obviously, our ownership has changed over the years. You know, yes. I've been through uh, two different ownerships of the business. Yeah. One was an individual, uh, and now, obviously, we're part of a big luxury brand group. Um, and a lux big luxury brand group selling all over the world has got big demands to it. So, mm. obviously, that is different to where, you know, where we've come from. Mm. And you have a a different CEO now that came from the the car space as well, don't you? Do you think he's had a different influence to bring in as well? Absolutely, yeah. We're yeah. really, really lucky to have Anthony. Um, you know, we've his view, if you like, on manufacturing and his experience is far greater um, than uh, than where we were in the in the past in many ways. Um, and it's much more allied, again, as I say, to, to big business. Um, we've all got our different skills. Uh, and Anthony certainly has brought a lot to the business in terms of, of that manufacturing and of looking at market. Yeah, yeah. So can you give me a really good story? Sometime <laughs> you've been here. And oh, I don't know about that. Oh, um, I think we should. People love a story. story. Good yeah. story. Something that went horribly wrong and you fixed it, or uh, uh, maybe a client that uh, was no, so we'll down, we'll incredibly, <laughs> incredibly happy with their boat that they. We've got uh, lots of those, and many oh, of our imagine. clients have had, you know, maybe up to ten princesses through their career. So yes. you know, we are we're very lucky that we have a huge amount of repeat business. Yeah, well, I have, I have a friend who's one of those. He's got yeah. his, he's up to his seventh. Yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah, um, but. I suppose one 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 great story um, uh, was about a product that we built called the R thirty five, which was a real design statement boat. Yes, um, it put us on the map in terms of our marketing, our advertising, our television campaigns. You know, we went to a lot of places that manufacturing or yacht manufacturing has never been to before. That's the one with the foiling, right? That's the one with the foiling. Yeah, um, which we we don't build anymore now. Yeah, um, but. Uh, the official launch was to be the day before Can Boat Show, and it had to go into Can Boat Show. 
uh, in a chateau uh, on the uh, right next to the sea in the South France in Cannes, yeah. or just outside of Cannes. And a small gateway for the R35 to go in. So I had to go into these beautiful grounds through a 800-year-old gate, stone gate. Anyway, all the plans went ahead to build this. Unfortunately, the boat was about two inches wider than the gate. Oh. So it wouldn't fit. So there was a lot of lot of trying to work out how this boat was going to fit into the chateau. Um, and the only way we could fit this boat into the chateau was to do a complete road closure in France, have a 250-ton crane, and pick up this boat and take it over the roof of this 14th-century chateau in the dark and then put it in the area where we were going to launch it. Oh, wow. And it went spectacularly well. It was fantastic. It had an amazing launch. The launch finished at around about midnight, on whatever night it was, and it had to be in the show for 10 o'clock next morning. Um, so uh, then we had to do the whole whole, whole process again, lift it out, um, put it on a truck, take it to water, put it on the water. It was a, it was a day of, it was a 24-hour day. Yeah. None of us slept for 24 hours. No. Uh, but it was a spectacular, spectacular um, way of launching a boat. And those are the sort of lengths we as a business will go to to make that sort of thing happen. And I think that particular boat was a bit of a um, kind of an attention seeker to your brand, I think, personally, as a customer looking from the outside, that was kind of almost a Formula One type approach of, hello, this is what we're capable of, this is the new technologies we're doing, this is, this is Princess showing you what we're capable of, just to attract you in to then go, oh, hey, this is Princess. Um, I think that was a really clever marketing tool, that particular boat. Yeah, I think you're very correct. You know, yeah. that's what we did. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't build build high numbers of it, all carbon boat, um, very expensive to build. Um, we sold a few of them at retail. Uh, but, yeah, it really was more attention-seeking. It was all about the marketing of, of the brand, if you like. Um, and we had some fabulous publicity around it. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. As I say, it's, it, it's, le- it's raising that level of brand all, all the way through. And that's what we've done very successfully over probably the last 10 years. Yeah. Because I guess as such a historic brand, you've kind of got to point out, well, yeah, we are historic. Yeah, we have been going a long time, but we're actually moving with the times continuously i know you've got some really great production systems you use here like your your rolling right. production can you explain that to us yeah we built we build a boat up to 70 feet very much like you build a car so it's on a rolling production line but the car may move every couple of minutes or whatever you know our boats move every 15 16 18 days whatever depending on how big the boat is yeah um, so yeah it's a very it's a very different form of manufacture and he, obviously each stage uh, has if you like a bucket of work that needs to be done at each stage mm. uh, until it gets to a finished product um, it's very efficient uh, it works very well you have a milestone every 14 days of exactly where you need to be um, and the guys building the boat do the same job on each each particular um, stage so they know it really well the boats are built in exactly the same way and they're built very efficiently 
Um, so it's, it's a great way of building. You can't build bigger boats like that because obviously you can't start moving 60, 70 tonners that are 80 feet long on a production line. It's just just too complex. <laughs> that's one thing I on that, that's one thing I, I love about Princess. You are still building 45-foot yacht boats um, because – some of the yacht manufacturers have just gone straight to the 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond. But you and I both know that it's rare the, It's rare for a boat owner to start at 60 foot. Uh, a little bit more of that has happened recently in COVID because there's that sort of instant money around from new businesses that have started and also people coming into boating that have never been into boating and going straight to the 60 foot. But for the majority of people, we start from a 40, go to a 45, go to a 55, go to a 65, go to an 80 as our as our life progresses, if you like. So um, I really love that Princess do start from the 40 still. We've always made a really conscious decision to make sure there is an entry-level boat. Um, to be quite honest, building below 40 is, is not practical for us because – you just, you know, we are commercial. You can't make money on a smaller boat. Mm. Uh, you know, there are many brands that, that can, but it's a different sort of boat to a princess. But we figure that around about 40 feet, we're, we're probably the very top end of market. We're probably one of the most expensive brands at that sort of size. But um, you're buying something very special. You know, mm. You're buying a princess. Um, you're buying fantastic finish. You're buying a really, really stylish product. Um, that has been put together in such a way that you can do anything with it. Mm. Um, our, our philosophy around 40 feet has been, we'll build a 40-footer that'll be more expensive than anything else around it, um, but you're prepared to spend that additional money to get something that is that is really, really special. Mm. Um and you'll see the result of that very often in the residuals because the residuals of our small boat range, whether it be a V40 or a 45, are absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's um, and you can tell with the quality of a princess, you know, five years down the track, she still looks absolutely pretty much like when she was built. Yeah, well, I challenge you to look at one that's 15 years old. Yeah. Okay, the design will look different, but the boat will still look absolutely fantastic. And there's many princesses out there that are 30, 35, 40, maybe 45 years old, still floating around. Yeah. Um, and still supported by a distributor network. Yeah. So, you know, when you buy into the brand, you buy into something very special. Um, that you know there's longevity to it, you know that your your investment is protected, um, you know you'll always be able to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going for it. Absolutely. So given that you'll be retiring soon, what do you think you're going to miss most about being in this industry? Oh, straight away, the people, really. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've really got some, some great work colleagues. Um and I won't, I won't, I won't miss out on not seeing them. Um, there'll still be the uh, traditional. Let's go to the pub after work bit. So yeah. you know that that'll happen. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll still keep very much in touch with, with them. Um, I'll miss that. I'll miss I'll miss doing this sort of thing. Although yeah. I may be back to do a bit more. Yeah. You know I love doing the um, talking about princess. I love the I love although we're a very contemporary brand today. Um, I do love our history because our history, I think, is is really what we are today. 
and that goes through boats, cars, people, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I do. Our heritage is very important to our brand, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I may be back to do some the odd bit of boat show stuff. But Excellent. Yeah, I won't. I won't disappear from Princess in total. It's too, been too much of my life, really. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And what would you like to see Princess do in the future? Where do you want to see Princess going? Continue to be a great success as it is today. Mm. I have absolutely um, no question that it, it won't remain a great brand. Um, you know, I've seen obviously our our designs that are going to come through in the next three to five years. There's some amazing product out there. Um, if you have our, our brand today and you're looking at the next step on, you won't be disappointed. You know, it is absolutely amazing. It's It follows all the, the traditional princess ethos. It follows all those, those lines, but it's very, very contemporary. Um, I think one great thing about this brand is they never produce anything that you'd look at and go, it'll date in five years' time. It's not not the product to own. It always... It always shows its age very well. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Bill, it's been lovely to have you here. I just want to ask you before you go, if you were to buy a princess tomorrow, which one would you buy? If I were to buy a princess today, there are so many out there. Um, <clears throat> Pick three. Right, okay. Uh, in today's range, I would buy uh, an S65. Oh, yeah. And the reason I buy an S65 is it's a beautiful boat. Um, the lower accommodation is, you know, it's four cabins. Um, it's got the layout that you'd expect to see in a in a 72 upwards, so they, the bathroom is aft the master. Um, it performance is incredible. You know, it's a 36, 37 knot boat, Oof. depending on what you do. And two people will handle it easily. Um, so that that would probably in today's range would be would be a great a great product to, to have. Um, I'd always look at it look at it as what I could drive. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't. I'm not of the age of a crude boat as yet. Um, maybe a V40. V40 is a really fun little boat. Yeah. Um, not little really at 40 well, feet, not but it's really. a it's a really really fun <laughs> little boat. in your terms, but. Um, <laughs> And then I'd probably go historical uh, and uh, uh, I'd go for something like a Moody 64. 64 foot sailboat, uh, obviously hasn't been built since 2004. Yeah. But you could take it out of Plymouth, turn right and sail for 3,000 miles without stopping in absolute confidence. Yeah. You know, a real a real world girdling boat. Yeah. Um, so I think those would be my, my top three. There you today. go. There you go. So that's a that's quite a nice little selection you got there. You could have, uh, let me think, you could have the V40 in Plymouth just for the pop-out every now and then. You could have the sail yacht down in Poole so you can take her out of the harbour and, and off to France. And uh, I think the S65 needs to live on the Barrier Reef in Australia. What do you I reckon? think that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably put the sailboat in Greece uh, where it's going to be hot and sunny because as you'll see out the window today, it's midsummer and it's grey and trying to rain. Um, but uh, yeah somewhere warm and uh, and uh, with some warm water excellent excellent so just before we go where do you think you've lived in Plymouth all your life no 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 um I've been around Plymouth since uh well since I came down here to work directly for the company so 1998 
Okay. Um, but otherwise, I've been based uh, further up in up in Devon and up in Southampton. So all around marine marine areas, really. Yeah. But I'm not not a Plymouthian. Yeah. Where's your favourite boating spot in the UK? Ooh, UK. Um, darkest southwest, really. Falmouth, the Halford River. Um, when you go further west from here by about 50, 60 miles, um, the the boating areas are absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, drawback is it, it it can rain and be grey, yeah. um, but yeah, they they it, it is the mecca. It is the, it is the best places to go sailing in the way in 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 the UK, in my view. Yeah, and anywhere in the world, where would you go? Mm, there are there are so many beautiful places to go boating. Um, I love Greece. I'm a great, I'm a great, I'm a great Greece lover yeah, to go sailing. Greece fan. Beautiful islands, yeah. um, warm water, fantastic weather. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Greek. Certainly in Europe, it would be in Greece. Yeah. Have you ever been boating in Australia? Never. Ah, <gasps> that's well, really we sad, have to isn't it? Fix that, Bill. In in all my time of uh, of, of traveling with. Um, with Princess, and I've been all over the world with them. The only place I haven't been to, I think, is Australia and New Zealand. So, um, uh, yeah, the the retirement plan is I will be in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, well, uh, I think Sydney Boat Show is ambassador for uh, Princess. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, Bill, thank you so much for coming to speak to us today. Well, we, we came to you, actually, which is... Uh, Lovely to be here. Um, I am a huge Princess fan. I always have been. I think the quality of your build is just beyond belief. So I'm looking forward to doing the factory tour with you shortly. Um, And I thank you for having us here at Princess Yachts. It's been a delight talking to you. Well, thank you for being a Princess fan. And um, it's really good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come all this way. Absolutely fantastic. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the tour. Thanks, Phil. And happy retirement. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. It's been lovely to talking to you. This is the Boat Princess podcast. I really would love you to review our podcast so that we can get it out to more and more people. We are, in fact, in the top 5% of podcasts worldwide with the number of our downloads now. So that's very exciting for us. But we want more and more people to hear these amazing stories and get more women into the boating industry and more women behind the helm with a brand like Princess you get to feel like a princess behind the helm. So I really looked forward to seeing you on the water soon. So I hope you enjoyed my chat with Bill Barrow. It was a fantastic time we had at Princess Yachts being shown around the factory. What an incredible operation. Bill and the lovely Charlotte showed us around and it was uh, quite, quite incredible to see all the processes and the detail and the 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 sheer logistics of um, that operation. There's a lot of costs that you don't even 
think about that goes into boat building. You know, they have their own trucks, they have their own police cars for um, taking the boats uh, through the, the roads to get them to the water. It's just, it's just, there's just so much more involved um, than you ever think about until you actually do that tour. It's, it's just fascinating. Um, so, as promised, I'm going to give you some tips for going to Boat Show because, of course, next week is Sydney Boat Show. We haven't had it for two years, so it's really exciting to get back into it and see some really beautiful boats at Sydney Boat Show. But, of course, so much more at Sydney Boat Show. There is literally something for everyone from fishing gear to uh, lights for your boat to um, kayaks to toys that you can use on the water to massive multi-million dollar beautiful yachts the range is quite extensive there is literally something for everyone at that show so if you're new to, to boating or you're thinking about buying a boat or getting into any form of of water sport really um Sydney Boat Show is not just about going to see things. There are so many people on the ground for those four days um, that are so experienced and so knowledgeable. So make the most of them being all in one spot. Go and get them and, and talk to them and get some um, information out of them because they, they want to share. That's what they're there for. So um, Thursday 28th of July through to uh, Sunday 31st of July in Darling Harbour at Sydney just an amazing experience brilliant for the kids take the kids down for the day um, gets them off the screens for the day um, but also you know it's not bad to to take the kids around and see the beautiful boats and give them some aspirations so that hopefully they work harder at school because they want one of those beautiful boats over there <laughs> and of course if you do um, get into any form of water sports with the kids, you won't regret it. You will have some amazing days on the water with them. Um, it will be white. some memories you will never forget, I promise you. The Blue Mind will kick in with those events for you. And, of course, in this modern world that we live in, every time you're on the water with your kids, they are away from those screens. So it's a, it's a really great way to spend some time with your children and they'll want to spend time with you because um, – you know, things like um, jet skis and and um, fishing and all those sorts of things are, are fantastic occupations for the kids. So it's absolutely brilliant. They're doing some wonderful things at Boat Show this year, um, including a VIP lounge, which is on the amazing Jackson super yacht in the middle of the show on the water there. Um, that will have an amazing VIP lounge where you get all your drinks and your food and, and get to uh, enjoy a really great atmosphere in between uh, looking around the show, which is a nice way of catching up with friends or maybe um, meeting with clients or um, even just taking a rest between seeing all the incredible things there are to see there. So the VIP lounge is there this year. And also I am doing a networking event uh, with women in the boating industry and beyond. Um, so you'll see some posts on my Instagram, the Boat Prompt, princess about those do recommend booking in asap because i know we're already 
up to 30 tickets out of 50 sold. So um, really need to get onto that quickly if you want to join us at that networking event from 4.30 till 6 on Friday the 29th. And um, the VIP lounge, if you want to book into that, which I highly recommend doing uh, for one or even four of the days, why not? Um, that you, To book tickets for that, you need to go to sydneyboatshow.com.au. You can, of course, book normal tickets to go to the show on that site also. So let me give you a few tips about going to boat show and, and, and especially as a woman the best things uh, that you need to know to make a really a really great day for you and and not uh, have any misunderstandings on the way through if you are going to look at the big boats on the water then you really do need to know that they will ask you to remove your shoes and possibly your handbag as well before you go onto the boat. Now, the reasoning behind that is um, a lot of the boats are actually already sold and owned by someone else. So it's it's the duty of the brokers and, and the guys and girls on the stands to take very good care of that, those boats um, for the respect of the owner um, especially. So they do ask you to remove your shoes and they may ask you to remove your handbag especially if it's a Libertone, it's got spikes on it, darling, it's going to ruin the woodwork. What can I say? <laughs> so <laughs> so um, going to boat show is, is not the time you wear the Libertons, okay? It's, it's the time when you wear something that's really easy to slip on and off shoe-wise because you are going to leave them um, and you're going to be doing it all day, on, off, on, off, all day. So uh, make sure you wear shoes that are really easy to take on and off and a handbag that either is really smooth and really close to you and really simple on your body um, or you're very happy to leave behind um, because uh, it's the woodwork they're concerned about and the finishes within the boat not getting scratched because they, as I say, invariably belong to someone. Um, the other thing to know is that don't be that person that gets on the boat and opens every cupboard and every drawer. It's it's really not the thing to do and absolutely never even consider using the toilet on that boat. <laughs> that is completely etiquette 101, never, never do, <laughs> okay? Um, I would plan ahead with your tickets and your parking. Make sure that you know where you're going, uh, how you're getting in, best to buy tickets in advance and parking if you can too. Um, and when you're going around the boats, it's a good idea to take notes and take photos. And if you're taking photos of a particular boat, take a photo of the, the model or the brand on the side of boat side of the boat and then take the photos of the boat after then when you get home you won't be confused as to which photo relates to which boat um you'll have a because the finishes can be fairly similar on the different brands so um that makes it a little easier for you when you get home uh when you get on a, a big boat to be uh, to see it ask the brokers on board um about the boat you know that often 
we'll have people go through a boat and they don't ask any questions and and there may be things details they're missing completely because of that so the the guys and girls are there to help you and they want to help you and they want to share the knowledge so um, please make sure that you ask some questions and they're always really willing to help um, the more they tell you about their boats the happier the happier they are so please make sure you ask lots of questions and of course they're experts so you know they, they can tell you things you may not know um, and need to know about that particular vessel so really important that you ask questions and don't be afraid to do so that that is their job okay so um, just make the most of their knowledge on the day please don't take food and drink on board the boats um, totally inappropriate again those boats are invariably owned by somebody else so please don't do that it just means you'll end up in an embarrassing situation that you don't want to be in um, so um, have an amazing time at Boat Show, everyone. I know I'm going to have an awesome time. I'm so excited. Um, I will, of course, be sharing a whole bunch of lives and videos uh, further down the track in the year from the show. Um, I like finding, you know, really good little features that the boats have and, and showing those to you on videos. You would have seen those on my Instagram before and my Facebook page. Um, so please follow me on um, The Boat Princess on Instagram to see those lives or on Facebook if you're a Facebook person. So guys, there are going to be so many amazing exhibitors at Sydney Boat Show this year. You really must get down and have a look. There will be things from minor accessories to go onto your boat uh, to small boats like mountain boats there, um, right up to your kayaks. And then you go right up to your multi, multi-million dollar motor yachts on the water. So there'll be brands like uh, Sunseeker, Princess, Fairline, Ocean Alexander, Whitehaven, and there's a whole bunch that I've probably, probably oh, Back Cove, Sabre, Fleming, Palm Beach. I'm going to miss heaps. But anyway, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of amazing boats to see at Sydney Boat Show. So make sure you get down there. I hope I run into you and um, I look forward to seeing you on the water there.